0: Welcome back to Around the World. Martha Bull looking yes. ravishing. Thank you. Thank Arthur you. Ron Weisberger looking somewhat ravishing. You look ravishing. very dapper yourself. You know, I'm all dressed to go somewhere uh, très chic, and oui. that would be in France, right? But oui. Well, we have one très chic traveler. <laughs> he is uh, the intrepid traveler who goes all over the world, Max Hartshorn of Go Nomad. He just uh, was in France, and he was in northern France in a town called N. I want to know how it's spelled first. Well N is actually spelled A I S N E. See, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't have guessed that, but maybe Max can enlighten us a little bit mm-hmm. more about N and what there is to do in N. Hello, Max. Good
1: to be with you guys. Good to be with you, Martha and Anto. And it's A N is actually the little region and some of the cities in N up next to the near the Belgian border are Leon and Saint Quentin and uh, Soissons. So some of these towns were famous. For being the home of World War One, that's wow. what happened up in that part of France.
0: Ooh. Wow! So, did you go dribble, uh, take a look at some of the World War One uh, travel sites there?
1: We did. You know, it was a really fascinating series of things we did. There's a place where you can go, and it's a special road. It's called the Chemin de Des Dames, and that is the road where a lot of these attractions are taking place. You know, World War One didn't happen for very long. It was about three years, uh, three or four years before the U.S. got in, but these. These people were bombing each other back and forth, and one place we went in the near the end region was a place called the Dragon's Cave, the cavern of the dragon. And it's a it's you can go. They just opened this new uh was, new little place where you can go underneath and see where the Germans and the uh, French on other opposite sides of the cave hid out from each other as the bombing was going on up top. Uh, it's really amazing story of this Cavern de Dragon along the chemin. The Dames, which is this wonderful this road and you can see foxholes and you can see places where entire villages used to be that were now just a series of uh, of holes wow. it's pretty amazing what happened there
0: well, was this town the same t- did this town also get devastated in the second world war
1: no it didn't the second world war really was, took place in much different parts of france there was some activity but uh, the bulk of the world war one was really fighting over this region that was up near belgium um, so you see that the city of Ypres in Belgium where they had the gas attacks all along that northern frontier was where the world War one happened it was an unusually small area where it was and that's why they never really ended World War one until the United States came in and then it was curtains for the Germans wow
0: huh. wow Interesting. um is it a place that you would go to I mean as a, as a traveler uh, for a day or two or, or is it just like passing through on the way to somewhere else
1: well you know for 4 days and I really had a very full 4 days we got a chance to see some of the World War 1 sites and then, um, like any place in France, there's wonderful places where they go, near the Champagne area, so there's Champagne vineyards to visit, and some castles to stay. I stayed in this most wonderful castle, I couldn't get over this castle I stayed in. Uh, they have a medieval, it was um, a castle, and it was attached to a, an older medieval castle, so it was like an 1800s castle attached to this like 10th century ruins of a castle, just some of the most beautiful countryside and walled medieval little villages like Mm Lyon, and uh, some just amazing, amazing sights that you don't, you know, it was fun to be in a part of France where you don't see as many Americans and you don't see as many tourists. It really was, you know, just French tourists, Belgian tourists,
0: but not the same you know, people that you might see in Paris or in
1: rural uh, places where they're more common for Americans to visit. So I imagine,
0: yeah, we're looking at the Casanova, I imagine being there would be probably, springtime or fall would be a good time of the year to visit.
1: Yeah, I've always thought, you know, France gets dark pretty early up there, you know, the same country, contra- contra trash is because in june you're there and it's about 9:45 and it's still light mm. but yeah i mean i think that france is a spring summer and fall destination i'm not sure you'd want to go to to end in the middle of february <laughs> but I, the historic sites are marvelous and some of the buildings are just incredible we went to this one place soissons and there was a, a it looked like a, a cathedral but you could look right through it because it had been taken apart and used as a quarry. they sort of took all the stones out of it to use for other buildings. So it's like an abandoned quarry. It was an abbey in Soissons. Some of these towns are just places that people don't really know about. And I mean, you know, in Italy, the biggest problem for Italian tourism is that everybody wants to go to three cities. They want to go to, where Florence, Rome and Venice. Mm -hmm. And I think in France, too, you know, Paris is pretty over-touristed. But if you go to France and you go to some of these places like N, it's an easy train ride. It's a beautiful train right up north. It's so easy to get there with these high-speed trains. Mm -hmm. Um, You could just, you know, and I think finding some of these less-discovered places, especially for people who like history, um, it's fascinating. And I, I would really recommend this part of France. It's only about an hour north of Paris.
0: Yeah, oh. and and did you have an opportunity to eat in any restaurants, or were there any restaurants in this area?
1: Oh, it's fantastic. The food is just so good. I mean, I just couldn't get a bad meal. I think that the most, the, the nicest meal I had in the most spectacular place, and you can see the photographs. I'm, I'm not sure which photograph is being shown now, but there was a place called Chateau de fair and this was this this five star chateau. It's just magnificent. You know, starting with the amuse bouche. To the first course to the wine course mm. everything is just so elegant you feel like you know really, you like France Arthur tell me maybe it's Switzerland but I don't know
0: France is pretty darn good I love France and actually I love the region you were in uh, because I love the Champagne district which is close by to where you were and uh, exactly. you can visit those cellars and I can get lost in those cellars for weeks <laughs>
1: I know, I just and that's the whole standard. The, the standards are so high, yet it's not, presumption, not pretentious, but they just have high standards. They just you, you go into a little, you know, small little village and go to a little restaurant for lunch, and what you're being brought, I remember one of my things, the last thing I did, I went to this wonderful place along a river, and we went into this, this little magical little kind of a little auberge hotel, and they brought out this plate of beef bourguignon with this the most delicious beef, and they had this tiny little... a little tiny zucchini tart, about two inches, a little cylinder. And I've been wanting to make that ever since. I've been trying to figure out how do I make a zucchini tart as good as I had in that part of France.
0: I'm still trying to make it. I, I, when you do, will you invite me over, please? It sounds really good. <laughs> or, or <send> us <laughs> if
1: I can interest. figure this one out, it's not anything you can Google. It's a tiny little zucchini tart, like a souffle. Uh-huh. Uh, just a beautiful piece of work, work of art on your plate. You know, that's the way Francis. Memorable.
0: Wow. Memorable. Hey, question for you. So you took the train to get there, but to get around, did you get a rent a car or is someone driving you about? Yeah.
1: I was being driven around because I was working with the tourism board, but I really would recommend in this part of France is that you wanna to go to the station, take the TGV to like to Saint Quentin, and then get a rent-a-car. You really do, and in so many parts of Europe, I mean, it's fun, you don't need a car, you don't need a car, but having a car lets you go to the vineyards, lets you go to these out-of-the-way places, you know, it lets you meander around by rivers and just have freedom, you know? And there's, a really, I think car rentals in Europe are, are not that expensive, you know, you don't end up driving that far because for the long distances, you know, you take the train, Mm -hmm. but I think in this part of rural France, you will definitely need a car to really enjoy it the way I did.
0: Yeah, it sounds like, by the way, before we say goodbye, uh, I just read on Go Nomad that you have uh, been, uh, Go Nomad is going to be very involved with the big travel show coming up in the fall, right?
1: Exciting, yeah. World Travel Market is the biggest show. Well, the biggest show in the world is the one in Germany, but World Travel Market is a tremendous show. All trade, all travel, every country in the world exhibits. And GoNomad.com, thank you for mentioning that we're going to be a media sponsor for World Travel Market 2019. It's in November. If anybody thinks that they want to meet every country in the world, meet every representative from every country in the world, you go to World Travel Market. You just should do it sometime, Arthur, do some shows from World Travel Market. You can find where, where- anybody you want to interview.
0: Where is World Travel Market located?
1: It's in London. It's always in London. The first weekend in November, it's a three-day event. Basically, every country in the whole world exhibits, and so you can just go from booth to booth, meeting people, learning about stores, learning about different contexts. And we are so proud to be, you know, to have them honor us by saying, well, "Yeah, we want you to be our partners." And they're going to put our logo up there, and we're going to promote their show. And it's very exciting. And thank you for bringing that up because it's a very exciting moment for us to be recognized by the biggest travel show.
0: It sounds great, Congrats. and Max, congratulations! Uh, certainly, Go Nomad, and you deserve it. And maybe we'll come out and check it out in London and yeah. uh, early November. Sounds like a great idea. It would,
1: give you, it, it would give you enough topics for the whole year.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, we can use that. Thanks so much, Max. Always great to have you on Around the World. We look forward to hearing from you soon again. Okay. Thanks very much. Good to talk to you. All Bye, Max. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we've got much more here on Around the World. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.